Welcome to Follow the Buzz, where we highlight innovative ideas and practices in early education that are being implemented throughout California school districts. In this episode, Wendy Hernandez, supervisor for preschool and pre-K to third grade literacy at Central Unified School District, talks with Crystal Hawkins and Lawanda Wesley about Crystal's new book, Soul Sisters. Hello everyone, this is Wendy Hernandez. I work in Central Unified as an early education supervisor. In this episode, I will be introducing you to two different people. And the first one is Crystal Hawkins, who is a licensed licensed clinical social worker and also an author. Hi everyone, honored to be here today. As Wendy mentioned, I am a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I'm a therapist. I have my own private practice. I work as a program administrator in the San Francisco Unified School District in the early education department. I oversee a diagnostic behavior program known as Shoestrings. And I am also an author. Thank you for having me. And next, I would like to introduce you to Lawanda Wesley who is the Director of Quality Enhancement, Professional Development of Early Learning in Oakland Unified. Hello everybody, it is so good to be in company with all of you. I feel so proud to be here representing my school district, but even more importantly, representing the incredible work of, of the teachers who do this work day in and day out. We're so glad that you both could be here with us to really help us learn a lot about not just early education, but some other really important parts of it. So I'm going to start with you, Crystal. Can you tell us a little more about why you have created this book, Soul Sisters? What inspired you? Uh, Working in early education, I saw that in the classrooms, there were a lot of books but there were not a lot of books representative of the students in those classrooms, particularly black and brown students. Um, so I was thinking, how could we make a classroom uh, cultural, culturally relevant or teach cultural humility when the children aren't able to see themselves in the classroom and feel part of the community? So really, really focusing on the innocence of being part of community because I feel and see myself. Um, so that's really, really where I got the idea to create this book, to expand the representation, particularly of black and brown characters in children's literature. Great, thank you so much for for giving us a little more background into um, more, a background that gives us information about your book. And also um, maybe if you could expand a little more about the significance of the relationship of the character, uh, both characters who inspired you to write this book? So the characters in the children's book, Crystal and Lisette, are based on the actual friendship of my childhood best friend, um, Ingrid, whose middle name is Lisette. Uh, Ingrid and I both are clinical social workers and we both work in early education settings. And we realized there's not a love books with characters that look like us. So it was really important for us to create that opportunity for kids to see themselves in their classrooms, but also share the innocence 
of our friendship story that we grew up together. We love sharing um, things that made our culture, our individual culture special with each other. Um, I think that's important because as you know, uh, particularly in the political climate now, the world will try to make black and brown communities so divisive where we're sharing the innocence of two little girls who grew up in the very special section of Los Angeles, South Central Los Angeles, and how their friendship expand across cultural differences. Great, thank you so much for sharing all that. I think you touching on the part about the innocence, you really, you really feel that when you read this story and, and see how the relationship between these two characters who are real people uh, have, have done so much in their lives as a result of this. So uh, Crystal, I would like to ask you a question regarding some of the data that we have looked at when it comes to children's literature and the way we see different races depicted in children's literature. Um, one of the, the areas of research we found was that in 2015, 73% of all books had white characters and actually 12% of those books had uh, characters that were either animals or trucks. And then we, would, we saw that 7% of any of the characters were actually African-American and it, it seems to go even lower when we look at other races. Um, so can you share a little bit about um, your thoughts on that and your rationale when writing this, this book? Yes, absolutely. Wendy, the data is as disproportionate in children's literature as it is, I think, in the work that I particularly do in early education. I oversee a diagnostic behavior program that looks to combat the significant disproportionality that's not special just to San Francisco, but throughout the state of California and the country. Um, the overrepresentation, over, over particularly of black and brown students in special education for emotional disturbances, suspensions, and expulsions. So they're overrepresented when it comes to those areas. And then they're underrepresented when it comes to children's literature. So when you talk about young children feeling part of their classroom community, where my name's gonna be called several times, I am gonna be seen as the child having the most challenging behavior. I'm gonna be asked to be picked up from school. And then you want me to feel a part of the community when none of the characters in the books that we're reading, nothing about the teacher's intentional curriculum is to make me feel seen. That is really impactful. And that's why this book is so special. And that's why Black Girl, Brown Girl books, um, all the characters and the stories we tell will be intentionally to highlight those of Black and Brown children. I think you really touched on the reason why you wanted to be an author of children's literature, um, because you, you really have that window into the reasons why. And next, I'd like to ask LaWanda, um, can you, what are your thoughts? How do you, how do you think that this book is going to impact uh, a child's racial identity? Well, one of the things we know around racial identity, it's something that forms at the beginning of their, of their, uh, of them being born into this world. Um, by the time they're age two and three, they've already been to 
think about who their um, identity is in terms of their skin color, their flesh tones. They also have a sense of prevailing stereotypes that impact them. And by the time they reach the age of four and five, they are now looking for uh, racial identities that fit who they are. They're trying to make that concrete uh, alignment to who they are and how they move in within culture um, and how they also move outside of their culture and, and trying to find harmony with all of it. And so when Crystal talks about how kids are um, overrepresented and being um, labeled or titled as emotionally disturbed or having three times the suspension rates of other uh, children who are of, of white um, uh, identity, that's, it's problematic. So you can have us overrepresented in one way and underrepresented in another. And we know that 80% of a child's brain is developed in the first five years of life. Part of that development is language and literacy, right? Social emotional development. And they tie great, they tie really nicely together. And what we know is that when children do, ha do not have a sense of who they are, absence of who they are, their self-esteem and social emotional readiness to take on um, this wonderful thing called learning is um, sort of lopsided, to be honest. And, and when I don't know and have a, self, a positive self-concept and self-identity, then I tend to not um, be engaged in the learning process. And what are books, what do books serve? What did children's literature serve? It's a gateway to all other academic learning, to the sciences, to the arts, to mathematics, to every other subject matter you will learn. It is, it is the gateway to all other learning. So it's critical that they see themselves represented in the book. Uh, the work that uh, Crystal Hawkins is doing and the work that Ingrid is, um, is doing along with her, the co-authors of this book is renowned. Um, and to, to really be able to layer in the data around that as well and use that as part of the impetus of like where this, this series is gonna go, um, I think is everything. Uh, one of the things we know is this country was founded on on racism, the racial construct. It was founded on having a two track system, one for laborers, which was meant for those who were pushed to the margins and then those who were considered the scholars. And that was at that time for those who identified as white European. And so this system was never designed for us to succeed in the first place. So it's incredibly important in 2021 that we reimagine, we dismantle, we disrupt um, anything that is um, harming our children I, I call it educational malpractice, right? We don't have our children see themselves. So we need to dismantle those, uh, those antiquated uh, racialized constructs and have children be able to see themselves, young children starting at the beginning of their educational journeys that position them to feel esteemed about who they are and their self-concept. Thank you so much, Lawanda. Okay. Your, your response really encompasses so much of what we all need to understand when we think about not just early education, but all the work we do with children, because we are teaching so much more than academics. Yes. Um, definitely. So uh, back to you, Crystal, uh, what are some other important topics that you might be touching on in future stories with Lizette? Yeah. Ingrid and I are, are focus is humanizing black and brown children. We spoke to the data, whether seen as numbers, uh, black and brown children are adultified 
in certain instances and then infantized in other instances. So we wanna touch on an array of topics. We wanna to, again, highlight the special area that we call home, South Central LA, not gentrified, um, where kids are able to see their community in books and feel proud. Typically, when you see books about location or geography of California, you're going to get the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco or the Hollywood sign. But for a kid to look in a book and say, oh, my gosh, I pass by that place every day on my way home from school to really feel proud. We want to talk about loss and grief, different emotion, friendship stories, really bringing to light that any other book you read prior to a Black Girl, Brown Girl book experience those same different life stories are happening in black and brown communities and our children are just as beautiful and we're going to make sure that they're at the forefront of every story told through our business this is just so heartwarming it is amazing to hear not just about the story you wrote but about the story you are going to continue to write about because there's still so much to say. And we look forward to seeing the data change with how we see all cultures represented in books so that all children will have an opportunity to feel like they belong and that they're valued in a way that inspires them to become authors too. So I really feel personally that the more children see themselves in books, the more it will inspire them to become authors as well. So we look forward to seeing many more authors following in your footsteps. So uh, we would like to be able to share with you this amazing story called Soul Sisters. And we will read that story to you next, both in English and in Spanish. lives with her mom and four big brothers in South Central Los Angeles. Cristal vive con su mamá y cuatro hermanos en el sur centro de Los Angeles. Lizette lives with her mom, dad, sister, and their dog, Tiger. They live in South Central too, around the corner from Crystal's house. Lizette vive con sus padres, su hermana, y su perrito tigre. Ellos viven en el sur centro también, a la vuelta de la casa de Cristal. Crystal likes to play video games with her brothers. A Cristal le gusta jugar videojuegos con sus hermanos. Lizette and her sister like to play catch with Tiger. A Lizette y su hermana les gusta jugar a la pelota. Con tigre. Although Crystal and Lizette come from different cultural backgrounds, they have so many things in common. Aunque Crystal y Lizette son de culturas diferentes, tienen muchas cosas en común. They take African dance classes together. Crystal tells Lizette, I'm African American. Ellas toman clases de danza. Africana juntas, Cristal le dice a Lizette, yo soy afroamericana. They enjoy sharing meals with each other on multicultural day. Lizette loves collard greens and cornbread. 
Crystal loves Salvadorian cheese and bean pupusas. Ellas comparten comidas típicas para el día multicultural. A Lisette le gustan las versas. Al pan de maíz. A Cristal le gustan las pupusas salvadoreñas de queso y frijoles. Lizette teaches crystals to say Spanish words like thank you, say gracias. Lizette la enseña a Cristal a usar palabras en español como gracias. Crystal teaches Lizette to jump double dutch so she can play with their friends at recess. Cristal la enseña a Lizette a saltar con doble cuerdas para jugar juntas en el recreo. They walk home from school together every day. Ellas regresan a casa juntas todos los días. And sometimes they have sleepovers and talk about being the first woman president. Y a veces tienen fiestas de pijamas y sueñan con ser la primera presidenta. They are soul sisters. Ellas son amigas del alma. I would like to thank both of you ladies for your amazing work and dedication to education and more than that to humanity. So thank you, Lawanda Wesley, and thank you, Crystal Hawkins, for, for your time today. And we look forward to another chance to hear about what you will do in the future. Thank you for joining Follow the Buzz, a production of the Center for District Innovation and Leadership in Early Education. Subscribe to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts or visit us at www.dalee.org. To learn more about Soul Sisters or Black Girl, Brown Girl books, visit their Instagram page at Black Girl, Brown Girl Books.